0: Come to Toy Power the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent and it is wonderful to have you company today for episode 132. This week on Toy Power we take a look at that hit new Amazon Prime show The Boys and then we jump into our first installment of The Questions from the Internet. <laughs> joining me today in the Toy Power studio we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Well, hi, hi. And Darren.
1: Hi, one and all, you for joining us.
0: It is a wonderful evening, very cold here. Here in chilly Adelaide, mm-hmm. um, but we are very excited to hit up a review of the boys.
2: People love superheroes. They swoop out the sky and save the day. People love that cozy feeling. The superheroes given. them
0: now. I think we caught wind of this... Well, I certainly caught wind of this at our last recording session where Ben came along and he's like, Guys, you've got to watch this show. How did you... Get to know it or see I've, that it was I've, around.
3: I've known it's been a comic book for a while, and uh, big shout out to my wife is going to kill me bo- uh, podcast because they they're big comic book fans, so they've actually read the comics and things, and they're like, if they go even half to the level of the comic books, this is going to be one killer uh, program to watch. Like this is, you know, they sort of gave the brief uh, description of what uh, to expect. Like, um, you've got the superheroes, but they're all they they've got an alter ego. Not the um, not, not the it's regular. Not <laughs> yeah, not the regular person on the street, you know. But a sinister side, you know, uh, a a um money representation side of like, uh, I I can't be stuffed, getting up today to save people, so I'm just gonna you know sleep sleep in today. Sort yeah. of a bit a bit like uh, that um Will Smith film Hancock uh, Hancock, Hancock like, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, sort of being drunk all the time and just eh you know. Uh, so I got wind of that and I was really excited, you know, and um, when the the first episode just, you know, I think mm. the first couple of minutes and, uh, you know, I don't mean to spoil it, but like uh, A-Train runs through his girlfriend, oh, you know, man. and he's standing there holding her, her hands on the side of the street like he's. Uh, you know doesn't know what to do and that that what's that
0: post-traumatic stress how he deals with it it? and
3: that that sort of intro you know the first 10 minutes of the uh, TV series Mm. and you're like man I'm hooked I am you know I didn't know to expect that but i uh, instantly hooked and cannot wait for more so to speak I can't stop I can't stop I can't stop
0: I can't stop Well, it was interesting, yeah, just talking about sort of how we got into it. So I think on that night, it was Saturday two weeks ago that we got to a recording. Ben said, great show. I I downloaded them all the next day because I'm an Amazon Prime member Mm. and started watching them on the Sunday. But that Saturday night, I had Candace from my work, Message me just yeah. after we'd finished recording. Say Trent, you have to watch this yeah. show, The Boys. I've gone and watched it in three days, and I don't get a lot of time to watch TV. So yeah. eight hours of viewing in three days is a record for me. <laughs> That's record pace. I've gone into work pretty much on Monday and seen a guy that we swap books with, Fraser, at my work, and and I said, mate, you have to check out The Boys, and he's gone and done the same thing. Yeah. So this is, and these are people that you know that you know they might like comic book hero sort of things but they want a more maybe adult take yeah. on yes. something yeah. and absolutely hooked this yeah. and you know the end of episode one with the the plane oh, and yeah, seeing yeah. um yeah. homelander yeah. flying beside it and he does the, the salute. salute and the, you know the kid <laughs> with the autograph and, and you, and it's funny you know
2: because, uh to clarify for everyone we are going to go spoilers on this uh so if you haven't watched it this is probably not the best episode for you to tune into but yeah, you're right. At the end of that first episode because they they lead into that by um, uh, what's his name, Carl Urban's character, basically saying, "Oh, Homeland is the exception. He yeah. he's, he's no dirt on him. He's clean as clean as a whistle, straight arrow." And then he just takes down a plane at the end of the first episode, and you're like, "All right, I, I'm in. I need to know more. Where's this going? Like, outstanding." Yeah,
0: yeah. it's fascinating. The so this is a comic book by Garth Ennis predominantly, who I think is quite well known in the comic book Mm -hmm. world, but is one of the big creators behind The Preacher. Mm. And I was reading the prologue or, you know, the the editor's script at the start of the the trade paperback that I've got here. And it was basically saying that Garth Ennis wanted to out-preacher, preacher. preacher. He wanted to do a comic (laughs) book to out-preacher kind of the grittiness or the adult or the maturity level Mm. on that comic book. And when he pitched this, this got pitched to DC, mm. and all the characters you see were originally pitched as of DC course, characters: Superman, Superman wow. Wonder Woman, yeah. Flash, yeah. Green well, Lantern, and DC. And and never and, and, gonna do and what? Yeah, what he said was the 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 editor or um, the guy at the front of this book is saying. I love that about Garth, like the naivety that he thought he actually thought DC might go for this. It's like not in a million years would they live no their beloved way. characters be depicted yeah. in this way? Yes, absolutely, because they are. It's it's full on in terms mm. of what these characters get up to. Yeah. I mean, it looked to me to be a hard R rating oh, in terms is, yes. of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. what it was yeah. on on Amazon yeah. Prime. So you just couldn't have Superman, you know, killing people intentionally mm. and. And doing the sorts of things these guys get up yeah. to. So it is full on.
1: To that. Just picture how people still react to Zod in Man of Steel if Sif Man was doing those kinds of things, like intentionally as, yeah. You know, a run of the mill. Yeah. You know, today I'm going to go around and kill people. Oh.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is it is the Justice League. You've got yep. uh, homelander, homelander as Superman. He's essentially wearing uh, the uh, Captain Amer- yeah Captain America outfit, sort of the flag. Uh, Queen Maeve, um, who is Wonder Woman. Uh, Black Noir, who's Batman slash Snake Eyes, in yeah, my opinion. Yep. Yep. A train, the Flash. Uh, the Deep Aquaman, who is just a joke in his <laughs> own right, uh, translucent man. He's sort of invisible man, so he's sort mm-hmm. of the, the different. Uh, yeah, and take.
0: he he's not in the book, right? The comic really? book, he's At not all. in the graphic novel. Oh, no, translucent. Yeah.
2: Okay,
3: uh, Starlight. She's the newest member of the team. Does uh, who do we think she is? Uh, i probably a bit like it's, a supergirl. I'd say yeah.
2: Jubilee in terms yep. of her power yep. set. But yeah.
3: uh, and then um, you've got uh, the. I can't remember his name, but he, the the seventh character um, leaves. Lamp lighter, yeah, Lamplighter. He, yeah mm. and he leaves. Who uh, retires? So yeah, yeah um, I, I, I reckon there's more to oh, that. Yes. It has to be.
0: I feel like in the book, and I haven't read it at all, mm. that he's almost how they play the translucent character. Okay. That he's maybe been murdered or picked off, and they're right. pretending he's retired. But I, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing, but in the in the book, instead of um, translucent, when they've got the seven. There's a guy that's essentially a Martian manhunter oh, character, uh, okay. and he's called um, Jack from Jupiter. Right, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. And Black Noir is just literally a silhouette, a shadow, just yeah, a sure. shadow in that. Yeah. Interestingly enough, as you read on in this book, there's another character that comes into play. He's kind of in a big mech suit, and he kind of looks a bit like Blue Beetle. Okay, um, his name is I'm gonna I'm not gonna get gonna it off the top of my head. It, yeah. Tech Knight, I think Tech Knight. Okay. Um, and he's very much played like Batman. He's got a no. you know essentially a tech cave. He's got a butler. He's got the sidekick. <laughs> uh,
3: and then the good. Uh, so then you got M- Madeline Stilwell, who is uh, one of the top-ranking officials within Vought. So she. So these superheroes uh, answer to a corporate yeah. uh, uh, entity, and that is Vought. 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 There's everything they do is to make more money for Vought. And they want to uh, sort of join the military so they can uh, open up new channels to with essentially more money sort of thing. So then you've got the uh, flip side to the good guys. And and, Ka- and shout out to Carl Urban. Like This oh, is yeah. a, also so where good. anything Carl Urban is in yeah. hits my radar. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, as yeah. soon as Carl Urban's in the boys, I'm going to see the boys. So that's another shout out um, for where bo- the boys hit my radar. Uh, so he's portrayed as Billy Butcher. You've got Huey Campbell. He's uh, he's the um, the character. He's the the everyman. Well, the straight line Mm. character that turns uh, sort of the darker uh, goes down the darker path because his girlfriend is killed by a train. You've got Mother's Milk, which is just hilarious. The most hilarious (laughs) name I've I've ever heard. And he's a large African dude. And then you've got the Frenchman, uh, who's sort of the covert. You know he's got his fingers in everything—arms yep. uh, dealing and um, you know drug smuggling and whatever else. Mm. He's the go-to guy to when you're in trouble, you go see uh, the French see Frenchie. Yeah, yeah. So
2: did anybody recognise the Huey character, like the actor who played Huey? It's actually in the Hunger Games. He's one of the 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 opposing team that's full of all like the arrogant you know sort of upstarts that okay. are trying to like knock off Candace and stuff yeah yeah I was just I was trying to look the whole time and normally I'm pretty good at looking at a face and going that's where it's from I had to look it up in the end but I was like I had I knew I'd seen him in something else from his yeah. Face, yeah yeah for sure
0: and Homelander is played by I think an actor called Mark Star if I've got his name correct. Mm-hmm. New Zealander,
2: oh, so oh, okay. yeah,
0: he plays a plays the all American,
2: yeah. you know.
0: He plays, I mean, he essentially plays Superman. Correct. And, and when he, I love the way he does his, you know, you guys are yeah, the, the heroes. Speeches. You're the, you're the <laughs> these little speeches, and and that my, I reckon it's one of my highlight moments. And I knew exactly where this scene was going to go, yeah. but when they try to save the plane, yeah. and and it, it turns so quickly from that, you know, everyone's thanking him and he's the hero to then when he realises he, he can't save the plane yeah. and, and he basically is, I'll fry you if you get in my way. Yeah, he, he just turns. Flips, yeah. um, he I was, plays it so well. I was well.
2: waiting for that, to that, that someone would survive the crash and then it's you know someone they have to deal with and and whatever. But yeah, it didn't turn out that way. But that's oh, the, the, the scene that got me where I went, all right, I need to watch the rest of it. I think it's even in that first, maybe second episode, Starlight's at her first you know, justice league meeting, let's call it. And they start talking about their stock points. <laughs> yeah. go, what do you mean? You got four points. Yep. Go, well, you need better lawyers. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're employees. Right. Yep. Like yep. this is, this is incredible yeah. to see that dynamic. Yeah. Now,
3: before that, though, the bit that got me was like Starlight comes in and um, the deep is there, and he's like, well, "Come on, you know, you're part of, you, uh, you were my childhood. I was, you know, um, I was. Yeah. yeah, and and then he's like, pulls down his pants and like, "Well, come on, <laughs> you know, give me a blowjob, type so yeah. thing. If you're going to oh. be in the uh, in the team, you yeah. need to." Uh, massive blackmail factor. Oh, yeah. it's
0: it's huge. Actually, in the comic, that scene is the three. It's, yeah. it starts off with Homelander, and the scene is. Almost um, Starlight is, something's happened to Homelander. He's being possessed by a mind control oh, oh, enemy wow. or something. And then um, you see Black Noir and uh, A-Train come by. And she's like, help help me, guys. And then they just go, "roop" with oh. the pants as well. Oh. And so there's three of them. Jeez. It's it's just, I mean, this is where Garth Ennis has just gone and taken this to the, to the, to extreme. the extremes. Yeah. And, you know, in a black comedy sense, it works Really well, I think this sort of um, view or look at the corruption that I guess can happen with the power, mm. and and it has all these similarities or parallels to what happens in the real world God, in you know sure. like Hollywood and, yep. and what's come out with the Me Too movement. Like it's it's a frightening kind of glimpse at that world. Any
1: kind of institution, really, yeah. any kind of um, institution with power and the kind of abuse that you can see, I can see it's, it's a good adaptation of of. That,
3: yeah, it's it's and I love the fact that Homeland is invincible. He is Superman. Mm, you know, he doesn't have a kryptonite, except the the fact that he was um, brought up uh, yep. through the institution yeah. of, of a iron cell site type thing. Uh, um, he he's uh, he sees um, Madeline Stilwell as as his mother that he never yep. had. So yeah. he's you know he's a, essentially a baby on her lap. Uh, sucking her thumb, like oh, it's yeah, just so weird. it's just so like what the hell am I watching? Yeah, and yet he is the most powerful man in on the world. Like, yeah. it's crazy.
2: And it, it was really interesting towards the end. I'm avoiding major spoilers here, but where she literally, you know, there's the big showdown at the end, and she's like, "I'm, I'm scared of you. I'm yeah. terrified of you." And she's walking this amazing line between, as you said, controlling the most powerful man on the planet. And being terrified that he could just turn and you know wipe them all out yeah. in one yeah. go. Like yeah. going back to Carl Urban, was he Australian or British? Yeah, well that's my question. He's, he's meant well. to be
0: British. And that's what because they did be they
2: did say that a few times. You know they're hunting for you know a, a black guy, a Frenchman, and, and a British guy, and that's what clued me into him being British. But for the first two three episodes, I'm like this guy is nailing the Australian. Yeah. Ac- if it was meant to be an Australian accent, it it was a bit squiffy in places. But the Australian hard nut attitude I thought was outstanding. Like he used that, just that real aggression. He used swearing at, at, at places I thought worked for the character. We wasn't just overdoing it for the sake of it. Um, brilliant. I, I, any, he stole any scene he was in, and that's saying something when he doesn't have superpowers. Yeah.
0: The, the choice of language was really interesting because one of the guys I mentioned to at work, Fraser, he's a Scottish guy. And he was saying that that the accent that he pulls off is very much a a Londoner style of accent. Um, It's got a certain influence on it. But he said like a lot of... His mates that were sort of share traders spoke exactly like him, and he, he was just in awe of you know he goes that's the language yep. they use. That's how they talk. They use the c word and they use it affectionately as well as derogatory. Yep. Yep. Um. He goes that's just he 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 loved that yeah. aspect of it being true to that that yep. type of language usage by those. Those Londoners. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely incredible.
2: I actually really like The Deep in terms of he starts out, like, the very first scene you see, he's the ultimate villain. You go, oh, what a creep, you know. Yeah. Get her. But but then by the end of it, and he, he becomes this real tragic kind of character where you almost feel sorry for him. And, and Ali, my wife, were watching it, and she goes, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make me feel sorry for him, and it's actually almost kind of working because yeah. he starts out, bang, well, he's he's straight off struck off the radar. He's he's a bad guy, and then by the end of it, all the sort of things that befall him, you're just like, oh, yeah, poor, poor little deep. Like.
0: Yeah, I, I love the scene. You know, scene one with the dolphin. <laughs> and, and the escape from Sea World, and, and like so flying out the window. <laughs> but then as well, that lobster scene in the yes. supermarket. And again, you know, because you know the tone, you know the theme, yep. you know the kind of humour they're employing here. When he he basically tries to save a lobster in the... Because he can speak to the fish. So (laughs) there's this lobster in there that's like, hey, dude, you know, how are you going? And he's like, don't worry, I'll get you out of here. Yeah, I'll save you. So he buys the lobster. And then, of course, the butcher just, you know, knifes it before he gets a (laughs) (laughs) chance. But anyway, there's some hilarious moments. And there's the, I guess, the... Um, encounter he has with the woman who's just really into him for his gills yes. Yes. and then you almost get that kind of role reversal which is sort of Exactly, I thought that poignant. was
2: very interesting. Yeah. yeah,
0: Starlight I think was a really good character in terms of the naivety and, I guess, a bit of the mirroring of the Huey character, Mm. Huey being the everyman coming into it, her being, I guess, coming up the ranks of the superheroes because it's like you've got the Seven, which is, I guess, akin to the Justice League, which is the the biggest, highest profile, you know. And then you've got these other superhero groups, I guess, at at lower levels, and she's sort of come up through more of a a sort of Christian-based or... Um, Bible belt, Midwest yep. kind of. Uh, again, you know the nice uniform. She's got almost that very um, girl
2: next door. Type girl thing. next door yep. beauty
0: pageant. It's almost mm-hmm. like her mum's taken her to all the beauty pageants. Oh, and, she has. and done that. Yeah, superhero <laughs> yeah, pageants yeah, or yeah. whatever you call them. Um, but yeah, really interesting character. See it through her eyes yeah. as she comes into this yeah. world that's not as she imagined it would be.
3: Well, mm. Even even the. Um, situation that Vaughn is setting up the uh, battles that they're fighting essentially like she's not even going out and patrolling anymore like she used to back in her hometown they're setting it up and having the cameras there and you say this line right here and you know and it's it's quite like it's manufactured what what are we doing well we're Mm. just celebrities we're not even we're just actors essentially so Mm. that was eye-opening as well so
0: yeah yeah Very good. What about in terms of things like special effects on this? How did you find that? Because often for TV, you can be a bit subpar. Things like Game of Thrones have brought a notch up. But I, I thought the special effects in this were really quite good. There were some mm. some very nice moments. There's one right at the start where you first see Queen Maeve and Homelander take out an armored car yeah, and do a bit that of that. superhero really well done. thing. And her, how she stands in the middle, kind of, of yep. yeah. And you you almost see it explode around her. That like it's done so, really, really artful. Art, uh, yeah, yeah, really nicely done. Um, like I thought the how Homelander takes out the plane, the special effects of him sort of zapping through it, and they really play up the gore almost to a. Comical, comical kind of level, yeah. like it's not—it's—it's yeah. it's, it's ultra violent. Kill Bill style. Kill Bill, yeah, yeah it is. That was
2: Deadpool, yeah. Yeah, Deadpool, exactly. Bane. It's
0: that yeah. sort of style where you know he's lasering people and yeah. there's you know blood and guts yep. flying everywhere. Mm. And when Robin gets taken out by A Train, I mean, essentially oh. a, a coked up A Train. Yes, um, you know, and that scene again, direct from the the from comic the book, of, of, holding the holding hands. the hands. That that picture it's, it's like, it plays out in a slightly yep. different way. Yeah. Um, but you know, just super violent, and uh, but not. I you know, I didn't find it necessarily off-putting. I found, I found it sort of well, almost it, it comical. Needed to
2: be that yeah. for the story, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, it worked really well in that world. It didn't. It's not like with Deadpool where it's you know you literally got rainbows in one scene and then it's just dismembered bodies the next. Like it felt in tone yep. with what they were going for. Yeah, and I, to answer your question, the effects. There was no point where I went, oh, that looks a bit dodgy. Yeah. Like it all. Fit really well, and I think the best special effects are the ones you almost don't notice. Yes, so, yep. that sort of sort of things. So, it yeah. did
0: that very well, didn't mm. it? You you didn't notice a lot. Um, interestingly, in this you get a bit of backstory on the character who's part of the boys called the female, um, who is a sort of a, a super powered character yes. they've got on their side. In oh, the
2: in the comic book Kimiko,
0: yeah, Kimiko, yeah. yeah. I think in the in the comic book she's referred to just as the female. Ah, oh, okay. Um, but what's so she actually starts off as one of the boys. Right. You don't get that whole backstory. So she is one of the sort of key characters. But what's really interesting, and what I think the show did really well, they took a very different angle in one respect to what the comic book's done, and that is around this compound V. Yes. So mm. compound V, it's almost... When you think about um, Billy, um, Billy Carl Urban's character... Mm. And his view, he's like the superpowers. The superheroes have got too much power. We got to keep them in check. Where, and and I think that works really well. They happen to have someone on their team that was experimented on with Compound V, being a female who has the superpowers. In the comic book, they actually you know inject it into themselves to give themselves superpowers. Uh, The boys Uh, do. The boys do right right from the the outset, and it really, and that's the equivalent scene in the comic book is where they. Take on like the Teen Titans equivalent, right? Yeah. And um, Huey gets sort of V'd up or compound mm. V'd up, and p- doesn't know his own strength, and kills one of the Teen Titans in this battle. Yeah, and they're like, okay. "What have you done?" So it's the same sort of thing as what the it, what the happens end result is the same, but how they get there. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I reckon it's it's a it gives it a very different flavour because now it's not about you know. Protecting everyone from the superheroes because they got power no one else has. They're almost leveling up and and having the same power. So it changes almost the motivations of the characters. And I like what they've done with the show in terms of that. I think that motivation works better mm. and makes yes. you as an, an audience member kind of get what they're More doing. Engaged, yeah. well,
3: that's where Translucent Man's storyline uh, I thought was really well done introducing him and working out his power sets and how they were going to you know get rid of him mm. and I thought that was a good good uh, display of you know how they, uh, how they tackle humans versus super powered people you know so to speak so yep, I like that
0: yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. Anything else on The Boys?
2: Season two. When? Yeah. When? Apparently it's already been greenlit before the series even dropped. Season two was was announced. Yeah, I was looking. It's
0: weird because it's a TV show on um, paid subscription service, Mm. Amazon Prime. You don't really get a feel for budget or box office or any of that.
2: There's no metrics, yeah.
0: But one of the comments I did hear from one of the showrunners or producers (coughs) was basically to say, this has this show has gone beyond our expectations, and ranks as the most downloaded Amazon wow. Prime original show we've put up there. Okay. So if you think about some of the other Amazon Prime shows, they've got The Expanse, mm. which is a great sci-fi Lowers. show. Yep. Yep. They've got Good Omens, which is a, oh, a Terry Pratchett Neil Gaiman yep. show, and they've got the the Tom Clancy Jack Ryan mm-hmm. show. They've got Man in the High Castle, so they've got they've got, some they've got a handful stuff, yeah. of really really good stuff to see that this is up there with that and outperforming all those. Really good sign. Mm-hmm. And like I said, everyone who has watched this that I've talked to is loving well, sup- it and is hooked on yeah, it.
3: superheroes mm-hmm. are the the thing at the moment. Like like yeah. Cowboys Very used to be, but again, yeah. you know, it's, a war movies it's with and, a and twist. twist, right? Exactly, this exactly. is not Avengers is, in any no. way. This is this is what people want to see. They want to see something completely different. Yep. Yep but still in that genre of what they like. You know, mm. everyone likes superhero films at the moment, but they want to see something really different, yep. you know, and this is the perfect mix of something completely left field, but still in that superhero vein, in yes. my opinion. And yeah, I think okay. uh, this is just awesome, and it blew everyone's expectations, just like Deadpool did yep. mm-hmm. when it first came out. A good comparison. Uh, uh, that The Boys is doing just that for TV, and I, I think they've done it really well, so...
2: It's not Not what it looks like. I thought we had an understanding. I know you're trying to be tough, but
0: we're superheroes. All right, it's time to move on to our questions. So Ben has shot out during the week a number of questions, and we've got a whole heap floating around so we're going to kick off we'll probably get through part one this episode and we'll look at part two next episode so the first question from john caulfield is if you could choose one company to make your favorite line which would it be for example i think neck would do an amazing job of the dc figure license Well, what about Mezco He-Man figures, Smiley Face? Ben, what do you reckon? So
3: my my favourite company is definitely Necker, right? I've been a big fan of Necker. I'd love to see them tackle an updated retro-style update of the 90s. Now, you're going to need to sit down. Mm. 90s Playmates skeleton warriors Ooh, right. Ooh, that's, nice. that's, that's yes. a toy line doesn't need any action features yep. but just imagine um, that it, they include never released figures such as T- Talan which who was in just yep. about every episode yep. but never I think uh, a giant bone dragon Like I'm talking updated paint apps updated you know scale yeah. uh, articulation you name it man uh, on that retro style packaging that they could do so damn well uh, yeah, give me, shut up, and take my money. Well, they
2: do yeah. horror stuff really well. <laughs> exactly. You can think exactly. of the effects that they put yeah. on a lot of their, their other horror related stuff. It's yeah. Sure. amazing. Yeah. Uh, look, for me, uh, it's kind of already happening, to be honest. So we've got Super 7 making, sort of going back and doing redos of Turtles Playmates figures, right? I, I know we haven't seen any of it yet, but I'm, I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Um, I think as much as I love... To answer your question, Ben, I would say NECA probably my favourite company, but the question was if a company would take on your favourite line. So I think NECA excel at accuracy for on-screen stuff. This isn't really that. When you think of vintage Ninja Turtles, it's, it's toys that, you know... There's a bit of creative licensing to take with that when you're converting it to plastic, and I think Super 7 are really good at that. So looking forward to giving more of my money to our friend Brian. Yeah,
3: just got to be patient with their uh, (laughs) timeframes. Exactly.
1: But I think they're going to kill it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So for me, I've been thinking for a long time that I'd love to see Hot Toys tackle Masters Universe. Um, Universe with the new film coming out in particular. It's sort of one of those... uh, for me, it's the, the property that I love that they haven't done, if you know what I mean. We've seen them tackle the DC staff of even, you know, they, they obviously dabble in Marvel and Star Wars and more than dabble actually, but they dabbled in Back to the Future. Um, but Masters of the Universe, I'd love to see them do that with the new film and possibly even even some of the 1987 live-action stuff. Um, yeah, oh, as well. Hot
2: yeah. Toys, Frank
1: Langella. Wow. How yes. good would that look?
0: Yeah, I reckon wow. you could easily do a, a Skeletor and a He-Man and yeah. kind of leave it at that. That's it. Um, in hey, hot toys? I'd be happy with that. Oh, that would, for you sure, know,
1: that's more than you, we have now. Nobody,
2: nobody, wants a Hot Toys or No, no. Maybe Davey. <laughs> Davey yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, I'd
1: probably buy. It <laughs> yeah. it, I'm sure you would. <laughs> but, um, because I'm a collector, more kind of guy when yeah. it comes to Masters. But you know, maybe we could all chip in um, and ask Alison <laughs> to all chip in to get one for Davey as well.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Four Horsemen Studios, so their actual in-house production company. And I'd love to see them get a crack at a licensed property. The one that would fit my bill is something out of Lord of the Rings. Now, that might be going back and doing some of the original Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, or maybe with the new Amazon Prime show that they're doing, which I think is going to be great by the sounds of it. Maybe they could do a line from that. Mm.
3: Definitely, well called. Cool. That would be good. All right, part two of uh, John um question is: Who is the most Master of the Universe uh, Origins line aimed at? Either the movie is going to be using the original toy designs, or there's going to be some sort of cartoon. Otherwise, I just can't see kids buying these. Currently, currently, these just look like unimaginative rehashes of figures we have gotten multiple times over. I thought Origins would be a twist on the original mini comic canon which would be interesting for collectors apart from the price point I'm a little confused by these re- uh, reveals and especially as they
2: won't hit stores until late 2020. So for me these are the stopgap for to get the 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 mums and dads who grew up with He-Man excited and then 2021 when the movie stuff comes out it's going to look very different it's going to be closer to a a, a Marvel Legends esque style Could not figure. Have yeah. Totally different. So these are for these are for us to answer John's question directly. These are for people like us, uh, and then I think the the ones that will get the kids to buy totally different products. Yeah,
1: I think you're right. Um, my sense is looking at this is that this is what the Cremere series was to the 2002 line. So you get these in retail uh, to to wet the appetite for for hardcore fans and to to get nostalgic parents involved. And also by having the mini comics, you um, provide an opportunity for those same parents to indoctrinate their children into um, the v- mythology of Masters of the Universe, which I think is great in the lead up to the film. But then the movie line becomes the main line mm. when, when the in the lead up to and beyond the film. That that's just how I see it. So yeah. yep. I, I'm expecting maybe, you know, a handful of waves. You know, if that, um, but. If it sells really well, who knows? Yeah, you can see the limit, them side you know? by side. Yeah. yeah, but but I think, you know, you know, the intent is probably similar to Primitive Series. You, we've got to get this brand back into the market, get people talking about it again, know what it is, remind them we can't let the film drop and then drop it on them. We want to yeah. make sure there's something to sort of um, reintroduce the property to the world. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. I think you guys have nailed it. It's
0: that mix of if I walk into a toy store and I see these on the shelves, I'll buy them probably for me if they're twenty twenty five bucks Australian or if they're you know fifteen bucks US. But if I'm going to a birthday party and I've got to buy a kid a boy's toy for someone, I might pick these up because mm-hmm. I've got that connection to it. And I think they're relying a lot on that to try and get kids kind of into it, and then they'll rely on the mini comic to try and sell it, you know, to buy more. Yeah. If you want, I guess, a greater analysis of this, about a month ago, Roast Google did a really great analysis. Roast Google Dinner Podcast, He-Man.org, with our staples and the gang, they did a really good analysis of this. Their conclusion was it's going to be a hard sell in stores this line without a media tie in. But I reckon you have just got to take it with a pinch of salt. That this that is to was... get this is to get the product back out there, back Correct. into the hearts and minds of of the populace. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The other thing to mention about that episode, and I agree with Trent, it was a really good analysis, is that was before sending comic con, so that was actually before we knew that mini comics were coming with them. So when when we were talking about no media tie-in, we all I think presumed that would include no mini comics. So um, I think that analysis is really good though, not just for in Masters of the Universe, but in general for the yeah. action figure marketplace yeah. as it stands now. Yeah. Everything in Toy Isles has a film or a cartoon or has had one in the recent past.
3: Yeah. Uh, 100% agree with what uh, Frank and that said. Uh, Motu Origins, for me, is a line, a marketed than nostalgic fans that missed out on the classics line, right? Yep. Hands down, that's 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 pretty much line. me. Yeah, like, That's yeah. me in a nutshell. Um Okay.
2: Yeah. So another question from John, which is an interesting one. I've sort of been thinking about this all week. If you had to swap collections with one of your co-hosts, which would it be and why? And then in brackets he's gone, PS, would you open all of Transfigures? Be careful what you
1: say, boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Darren, you're first up.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought that was such a fun question, and such an easy (laughs) question until I broke it down and thought each person's Collection, you know, you have I, to make a decision. Right? Each person's collection that a night is such a personal thing, like you know, um, you know, it's made up of things that, that personally relate to us that I would feel kind of bad taking. You know, like for example, you know, Frank with, you Frank, know, Frank Frank with his super girl, um, I was gonna say, Frank with his super girl collection, what that means to him personally, and and you know, um, and you know, the part of my toy collection, I guess, that, that I inherited from my late friend Steve. You know, there are certain things hmm. that that I guess I, I what I came up with is that I probably wouldn't trade collections, but what I'd take from each of you is I'd take Ben's displaying skills and his ability to photograph. I would take Frank's capacity to itemize and document. <laughs> on what he's missing and that's what fair, that's fair. And I'd, tra- and I'd take Trent's um, capacity to fit in as much as possible <laughs> in every corner.
2: I reckon you'd do a little. pretty
0: good job of that. Yeah,
1: well, i try. <laughs> you but, um, just,
0: you've just created you a super toy collection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, Great answer. And that
1: would be the mutant. So yeah, that's what I'd take from each of you. And Ben's photography skills as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: it's um, it's a very hard question to answer. I'd almost, in a sense, love to know what Darren... Cause I've never seen Darren's collection. Oh, it a you've seen I've seen parts, so I think parts of, it. of it, but I guess never seen it. I'd love to 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 swap it out so i can have a rifle through it's a bit like going under my my stairs and seeing what i've got under there that's been (laughs) stored there for 10 years
1: not out on display oh i'd I'd
0: put it out on display i'd I'd rifle through (laughs) it and that'd be half the fun um now that that, that's probably just a curiosity thing there just to kind of see see what's in what's in there um but certainly you know everyone brings such an amazing thing in terms of their collection frank is with his vintage Ninja Turtles collection is absolutely sensational. The way it's displayed with a lot of glass, um, so definitely stole a lot of those elements. Mm. And Ben, it's beautiful. It's got all elements. So it's not just action figures, not just toys. There's books, there's merch. It's, It's pick something and kind of go in with it. And it's just, there's a wall here that you could look at for ten hours, like ten hours, <laughs> you could yeah. just spend. It's that sort of thing. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've no. hidden
3: Wally in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he and, uh, yeah, it's...
0: Look, and a shred of like playing card <laughs> over there, and, yeah. and all yeah. all sorts of things. Amazing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, like me, uh, swap collection. Swap with Trent just so I can uh, play with his mask and Dino Riders. Oh, nice. uh, his Transformers masterpiece collection is outstanding. Nice. Love to get my grubby little hands on all those. Uh, swap with Frank. Uh, his setup is just so beautiful, and it's got space to put another figure next to the existing <laughs> figure. With my collection, if I put a figure where next to another figure, I've got to rearrange the whole Domino's. shelf. Um, he's got Marvel Legends. I don't have a single Marvel Legend in my collection, so I'd love to just playing with Lord Zed recently uh, from Power Rangers with the beautiful articulation. I can just uh, ultimately, um, you know, imagine how wicked some of those Marvel Legends would be. Uh, And his turtle collection is uh, second to none. Um, I'd love to swap with Darren just to see what he has as well. Uh, Shout out to that. I'd I'd just like to uh, rummage. And and all his childhood stuff, like that's things that Mm -hmm. have so much nostalgic, you know, where I've only got a handful of
2: um, childhood toys myself. I'm going to pick one. I just want to swap with Trent just to see how many doubles he's got of stuff. I really like (laughs) that sort of stuff. In case you haven't worked it out, I'm a little bit OCD with my spreadsheets and my databases and that. And seeing that collection, I just want to like – I have to know. I have to know what's in the room. I want to itemize it. I want to checklist the hell out of it. You, there, and it will be amazing. Chance. You'll get your chance. It <laughs> be an amazing, like you know, six months of my life. So.
1: <laughs> I know who I'm calling but upon. That's once. Just doing the um the cramped version. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's me.
1: So gentlemen, um, and, and we'll start with Trent. What's your favourite figure that you've picked up in 2019 so far?
0: Yeah, really, really hard question. Um, I'd have to say, I must admit, I was a bit late on the mark on these, but I went back and I picked up a Batman and a Superman from the DC Multiverse line, based on the Dark Knight Returns, mm. done in the Masters of the Universe, Buck style. Oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, and, cool. and I love Batman, I love Superman. If I had to pick one, I just, I love that version of Superman. So that, getting that out, and I got the mint on card, and my golden rule is only open your second one. These came and I just cranked them open nice. and put them up there with my Masters of the Universe yeah. display. So it's just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful buck seeing a beloved character integrated into that. Master of the Universe Classic line, we love so much.
3: Definitely, oh, it's got to be um, Shredder yeah. from the NECA mm-hmm. quarter scale Shredder. Um, I Was pretty certain <laughs> you're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, to like, I, I mean, I love some of the vintage pickups I've had this year, but uh, quarter scale uh, Shredder. It, no, first time we've got a, a you know movie Shredder. First time I've got a quarter scale um, Ninja Turtle in my collection. Uh, Neca just nailed it. It's the closest thing to a Hot Toys uh, shredder that we'll probably ever see. Yep. Uh, he's just fantastic. Um, yeah, so beautifully done. And uh, shredder, shredder's my boy. So nice. yeah, it's
1: a beautiful figure.
2: Mm, I, I'm tempted to say uh, the Neca shredder as well. That said, I've been very impressed with the other Neca shredder that has come out this year with the uh, the two packs that we got. Uh, as much as that turtle's buck has been around a little while, it's the first time I've picked it up, and I've got to say I've been pretty impressed, but the standout from that line is is the villains, right? The Krang, the Shredder, the, the two foot soldiers. Oh, yeah. And I was I was prepared for them to be good figures I wasn't prepared for them to be great figures and they just I, I want to swap out the hands and do all the different poses they give you so much weaponry and, and extra things You, I get sit there and go I've got them posed how I like and then I look at the next day and go no nah, I'm going to change it all so that to me speak the figure you want to actively play with gets my vote yep
1: so I'm going to shock everyone and I'm going to say that that I it's been very hard for me to, to pinpoint it down to one <laughs> at the moment um, I'm, I'm I've just received this week, and I guess, uh, you know, it's hit a novelty value. I didn't know if I was going to get it or how quickly I'd be able to get it. I managed to score the San Diego 2019 Master Universe Origins exclusive. Oh, top. really? Uh, nice. And it came while, while I wasn't actually too well. So so it sort of hit a nice spot. So I've got to single out that and um, thank the person who, who kindly um, was able to get it for me. And also, um, I've also got a soft spot for the... So an honourable mention to the Mondo Skeletor. Okay. I'll be very curious with the Mondo. stuff.
0: Well, that actually is a nice segue into John Caulfield's final question, which is, are any of you in on the Mondo Masters line? I am, but I'm still waiting for my He-Man and Skeletor pre-order from a local supplier. But I'm liking how this line is turning out. Ben. No, not
3: for me.
2: Uh, tempted because I do have the the mondo turtles, but no, nah, I'm I'm passing on. I I think it's great that they're doing more than just He Man and Skeletor, but yeah, not not for my budget.
1: I mean, so far, and I say when I, I say so far, in that you know, obviously things can happen with the Australian dollar and that, so I don't know how long I'm in for, but I'm I'm definitely in at the moment, and I, I'm in. I'm enjoying it so far. If
2: they put up an order for Man at Arms today, would you buy it?
1: Yeah, I probably would. It'd be tough. Well, then you're I, in. It'd be tough <laughs> because I've already um, bought, um, paid for Merman this week. But, yeah. Oh, uh, there you go. Um, I reckon I'd, I'd go for it. But, you know, speaking of which, the Merman pre-order for the limited edition exclusive on the Mondo website closes on um, the first day, of the, uh, sorry, Friday the 16th of August. So just in a few days. Yeah, a few this, days' time. This episode drops. So if you... If you are interested in that line, I found that the shipping from them to be most competitive as well. Plus, you get the exclusive item for an extra $5. Nice. So,
0: um, I'm not in on this line. I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but the, the head sculpts on the He-Man and Skeletor didn't quite grab me. And the loincloth, I had issues with that. Um, I did have some QC issues with my turtles. I love the turtles. I think they're beautiful. They look great. They're chunky. They're solid but I just had a bit of an issue with some of the heads and some of the joints were a bit iffy. And so it's just put me off slightly. If they'd nailed those head sculpts, I would have gone in on them. But because they didn't, it was sort of an easy one to to pass pass on for me. Yep, that's
3: fair. All right, moving on to another question. From This one's from Dave McLean. Uh, Davey. Dave McLean? Dave, who's that? Dave, Dave, Dave John
2: McLean. McLean. Uh,
3: Davey, all right. <laughs> Davey Damage. Uh, Davey Damage, that's the one. All right, sorry, Dave. Uh, biggest dump you've ever taken? And by taken, I mean done, not stolen from somewhere, all right? So well, not stealing dog shit from the uh, pavement or whatever. Actually, uh, yeah.
2: I feel like this is where Davey would tell that story where he went to the, the, was it like a weightlifting or an exercising and he had all the protein bars and he ended up using his t-shirt. That's a wonderful story.
0: No, he told it on his very first episode of Dave's Video Graveyard. As an nice It is, you have to listen to that. (laughs) Go and download episode one of Dave's Video Graveyard. It is hilarious. He told, actually, we all went up for a barbecue at Dave's place and he told us that story. But it is one of the funniest stories ever and you can tell it's 100% accurate right <laughs> yeah. there's
3: details in there that you just don't make up <laughs> tells it such you can't tip. make up but yeah alright going on Frank uh,
2: well I was going to speaking of dumps we, we take a dump on Charles McFall all the time so I don't know if that counts but
0: yep yeah it's pretty big as well <laughs> Does he deserve it?
2: Well, you know, he's a rock god, so he's yeah. got to be able to take take the dumps. If
0: you're calling yourself the rock That's god of right. podcast, You're putting yourself out you there to get dumped on.
2: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Charles. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, all right, so these quest- this question comes from Brendan Crates. Uh, if you could relaunch any toy line today, what would it be? What updates and changes would you make? Uh, and would you make it to work in a modern setting? He's given us an example he would bring back My Pet Monster. Very cool shout out. He said he'd launch alongside a fairly decent uh, My Pet Monster family horror movie, a bit like the recent Goosebumps film. It'd expand the plus range to have more monsters, but reduce the size because the originals were very large and a bit too expensive for most kids. Good shout out as well. I'd also do a figure line... Uh, featuring fur-covered figures with basic articulation. You barely see any fur-covered figures, uh, but one of his favorites in the past was Grizzlaw from Masters of the Universe. Mm,
0: Brilliant call-out.
2: Yeah, Yeah, so really good example. Look, the one I sort of came up with was uh, Supernatural's. I'd want to do a Wait, so Tonka Supernaturals like the
3: Tonka hologram Yeah, sorry, yes, yes. just getting the, the getting the um. Clarity. What's, the, what's the
0: other one? The, the TV show Supernaturals. The two guys that drive around yeah. in that car. Oh yes, Fire sorry. <laughs> no, no.
2: no, that's that's another shout that out to yeah. Charles. No, no, not that show. <laughs> um. So yes, Tonka Supernaturals, of course, famous for the the hologram sort of tech they have. I'd want to upgrade that in the in this day and age of of LCDs and touchscreens. That is now like an interactive thing. So not only does it display you know, a skeleton or a ghoul or whatever it is, but you could, you know, make it Bluetooth friendly so you have an app on your device and then you can, you know, whether it's microtransactions or whatever, the company chooses to do it, but you could change that hologram, you know, to be, goes from a skeleton to a werewolf-looking thing if that suits the character sort of thing. A bit more articulation, of course, because with the Tonka stuff was very sort of straight up and down. Glow-in-the-dark weapons, I don't think you'd change that. I think that's perfect fits the the mold as well but a little bit more tech orientated and i think that's what's going to capture kids uh quite nicely beautiful good call darren what are you thinking
1: so i was um torn between the um updating the vintage defenders of the earth and uh from galoob and the vintage playmates toxic crusaders yeah so that that too um or it'd be interesting to see where Super 7... Yeah, it might get you a wish. Wouldn't yeah. It? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, f- I feel, you know, things are looking pr- looking up for Toxic Crusaders like they haven't done since the 90s.
2: So what would you do differently with Defenders then compared to the original stuff?
1: Well, I would um, I would do a live-action film. That would be how I would reintroduce it to the world. So I- I'd be looking at a live-action film. I would... Uh, I would the action figures would look different and they'd be a more modern sculpt, I guess. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily change the traditional looks of the characters too much. The Phantom would still look like the Phantom, for example. Flash Gordon would still look like Flash. Ming would still look like the Green Alien, that sort of thing. I'd, I'd, I'd a lot,
2: keep... Lots of variants in this line, then? Yeah, oh,
1: it'd be incredibly variant. Flash
2: Gordon with a giant rocket launcher? Yeah. Is
3: that <laughs> so what we're going do- for? doubles up as a gridiron
1: <laughs> uh... Quite possibly, yeah. The gridiron one. Hey, look... You know, I've never said no to variants. Uh, I've always said no to variants that don't have anything relatable to the character or the story. Um, if you can relate it to the history of the character, bring it on. You know, if it helps keep a sculpt affordable, if it helps drive the line and keep the line going, bring it on. Um, you know, but if you let your line collapse to nothing but variants um, and, and lots of good lines have, that's happened to um, Smash Blade, Splendid Blade. For example, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can it can overwhelm a line, mm. but it, if if you can use it, you know, sparingly enough to keep a line going and and not you know drain out everything else, go for it. But I'd really love to see it expand into things that that the original line didn't get get to, like some of the the other characters that were part of the
2: did, cut. Do they ever do a mansion, like Mandrake's mansion, like no, a playset? No. Because no. no. that would be cool. That's something I'd want to see.
1: They did that. Um, six figures. And six uh, vehicles. Yeah. Well, mm. Five vehicles and a, and a beast, I mm. guess, technically. But yeah, so they did it's a line of 12 items. Yeah, right.
0: Okay, now this one I was giving a lot of thought during the week as to how it would actually make this work. And, and I couldn't come up with a good answer. And we have done a couple of episodes on this particular point. But I would love to see... Dino riders come back to market. <laughs> um I wouldn't really want to make it any smaller. I think maybe you'd have to today, but the figures once they get any smaller, they almost become sort of invisible. Yeah. yeah, invisible, meaningless, or, or very small. And
1: very easy to lose.
3: You can't get the paint apps there. You can't no. get the, the um, uh, yeah, the detail. Yeah, the...
0: exactly. So I'd almost want to leave them as sort of two inch figures. I think you have to. And and maybe you would focus on. What I was thinking is more of the mid-sized dinosaurs like they've done with the Jurassic World line. And then you bring out, you know, one big item. You bring out your T-Rex. Colossal T-Rex. Colossal. You bring out your pretty much that. Now, again, with the motor mechanics, do you have these motorized or not? I think in today's market, you're probably not going to spend your money on motorized action. You might Mm. have some push-button features again. I think you'd have to minimize the small parts on this, yeah. but you'd still, I'd still want to convey enough detail in the weaponry that it that it feels like Dino Riders and doesn't feel like an Imagine X set. If you can I, kind mm, of get the, yeah, the yeah. balance,
3: I think the other thing is if you make it a bit more, um, uh, you know, swappable, you know, mm. ability, yeah, yeah, componentry, so you can yep. grab the half the weaponry from the T Rex and stack it on top of a uh, a um stegosaurus you know mm. make it a super colossal stegosaurus yep. with you know same size stegosaurus but like he's got armor as bigger than you know taller than the T-Rex stacked on top of in- himself be cool. yeah. and that mo- that modular aspect of of armor swapping and gun reuse and things i think that's where there's a a market to be played and then you could potentially have weapon packs yep. you know
0: mm. separately and yeah go yeah. on <laughs> no, no, no no exactly right I don't, I don't need to say a lot more but I, I guess what I would say I think the trick with this one is you might not need a media tie-in you could you, obviously it would be helpful to have a cartoon or a movie I don't yeah, know if you'd yeah. get to a movie but dinosaurs are pretty evergreen if you put out a good dinosaur product kids will want to buy it hmm. so
3: you think jurassic world's been playing on a screen a theater screen right now you Mm -hmm. know there's a new one coming out soon and then you're putting out dinosaurs alongside mm. uh, the Jurassic World dinosaurs, except your dinosaurs have aliens with and them, lasers. and laser guns. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be like, "Yeah, let's just get them," and uh, you can take them apart so you can have a regular dinosaur if you yeah. so if wish. You want to, yeah, and
1: uh, yeah. Just figure about how it played out in the '80s as well. There was what 14 episodes of that original Dino Riders animated series, and yet the line lasted like three plus years. Mm. Only three so, comic books, and, yeah, yeah, that's right. So you didn't really Longevity. need time, and you didn't, and that was in the era before Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, yeah, so yeah I, I think you'd do well.
3: So for me, uh, realistically, as I mentioned earlier, Skeleton Warriors. I've got my bee in a, a bonnet about Skeleton Warriors, mm-hmm. bigger scale, more articulation, vintage-style packaging and artwork, better paint apps, slightly larger character roster, some generic skeletons and heroic warriors to army build as well, Ooh, and nice. uh, I think that would just be, you know, like like... Dinosaurs are evergreen, so to speak. I think skeletons and um, that's good versus basic, you know, man at arms style heroic warrior mm. versus very plain and simple evil characters is a, um, you know, easy sell, so to speak. Everyone likes skeletons. Absolutely.
2: I think you need to launch it in Halloween as well. Mm. Oh, good yeah. idea. <laughs> Look at that's, this. Yeah. Who's going to employ us for yeah, their brainstorming?
1: <laughs> and Dust 10 reached out to us with a question. Can't remember if you guys have addressed this before but what's the first toy you can remember buying with your own money allowance counts. And of course the story of you buying it because that's the best part.
0: Yeah. I have probably told this story a few times, but combat belt Batman for me, $13 at toy world up in Victor Harbor. And I remember walking down there and paying with five cent pieces. I was basically down to getting out my pocket. It was literally shrapnel coins. Um, and, that i remember the batman the animated series line being the line that i love i love that show i'd I'd watch that show religiously and i remember my dad being like why do you still want to go out and get toys you know it's almost like they'd stop buying toys and i'm like no i'm getting these toys because they're so cool i'm going to spend my pocket money on that and i can remember dad thinking this is a real waste of money you know you going out and spending you know you're you're now 11 years old you know Go go get a football, go kick a mm, soccer ball, yeah, do that yeah. sort of thing. Don't buy these these toys anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, um most footballs were sold in toy departments. Yeah. I, I went to buy a football but I came home with a <laughs> <belt>. that was, <laughs> walking past the action figures yeah. on the way to the football aisle <laughs> and look what I saw. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, honestly I cannot for the life of me remember actually forking out money for my own figure, right? So I've got a sort of a segue story to that. Um, I do remember having a choice on my fifth birthday, and this choice has stuck with me forever, right? So on my fifth birthday, mum and dad took me to the toy store and gestured me to buy a bike, right? As you do, you know, the right time. Long story short, I walked out with G1 Pretender Grimlock, right? uh, Riding him down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My birthday is in July, and I got a bike, for Christmas yeah. like no no questions yeah, just yeah. you're getting a bite so, <laughs> uh, uh, no, so yeah but uh, G1 Pretend the Grimlock always has a soft spot in my heart because I chose that you yeah. know and that was my first you know Proper, yep. I want that toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. great. Over everything else. Yeah.
2: Nice. I
1: think that's terrific and well played, sir. We should Ooh. got both. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit the same. I can't have. I don't have a clear childhood memory. I, I think my my toy buying sort of stopped organically because mum and dad just kind of stopped, and and pocket money wasn't really a, a big earner in our family. So, uh, so it wasn't until probably about sort of well it would be about 2003 really was when I sort of got back into toys and that of course is when turtles had their big reboot and I've probably told this story a bit before but seeing those that first wave on the pegs I was there with my mum and mum's like oh I'll buy them for you and by that stage I was you know I had a job I was earning my own money and I'm like I remember at this point going am I going to be this sort of you know whatever I was 19 20 years old Letting my mum, but no, put your money away, Mum. I'll buy them, and that and that was a conscious choice to go. Is this is now part of who I am, right? To 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 buy these figures, you know. And I hadn't seen them until that that moment. And I was like, all right, I'm 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 back in the game, sort of thing. So yeah, not quite a childhood memory, but it's was, it was a while ago now. It's a me- very memorable memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely
1: yeah. defining memory. So for me, I can remember getting the original He-Man back when there was just one He-Man in 1983 for Christmas from Father Christmas, also known as Santa. Um, I also received some Christmas money that year from various relatives, and that's so I went out after Christmas and I bought Skeletor and Teela um, in the school holidays of um, 83, 84, And I can remember actually saving up money in um, 1984 with the intention of buying a figure, not knowing what or when, but just wanting to save up for a Master Universe figure. And around that time, a um, Target um, store at Elizabeth opened up. So 1984, Target Elizabeth opened up, and my mum's best friend went opening day. And she cited the Orco action figure, which no one um, at my school knew actually existed at that point. It hadn't been advertised. It hadn't been spotted anywhere else. It was just seen, I guess, a new store, new stock. And um, she rang my mum that day and said, Orko's out. I've seen Orko. And um, mum told me, and I'm like, you know, just on the reputation of the character without seeing the figure. I said, I want that figure. And mum said, well, funnily enough, I'm going to Elizabeth tomorrow to check out the new Target store. So I said, mum, with my money... To buy Orko, having not seen Orko, and I can remember quite a few kids from my class coming to mum's car after school to see that figure, (laughs) to see, first of all, whether or not he really was in the line, or whether or not I was just telling a story, and second of all, how did he turn out? So,
2: So hang on, which one was the first one? So Skeletor and Skeletor and, Skeletor and Tealer okay. Tealer were the ones that I bought out
1: of Christmas money right but, okay. um, so money from other people but Orco was something that I bought out of my own pocket money my own savings right. I guess mm-hmm. um, so so yeah they each tell a, stor- a yeah. different story I guess cool.
0: beautiful well done. That's great. Love those stories. Um, if you have asked a question, fear not, we are going to get to those in our next episode. We just had a few too many to fit into the one, but they're all great questions. So can't wait to have that discussion next episode. Massive thank you for everyone for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. Um, great to all our patrons, a new patron being Imaginary Nomad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um Phil uh, He's got great. one of our t-shirts, I believe. He does, yes, mm. yes. Love seeing a bit of that Toy Power merch <laughs> floating around. Uh, that's great. Thank you to, to everyone on the on the forum and thanks to all the listeners for tuning into another episode. We really appreciate your support. And on that note, we'll see you around the toy
2: aisles.
1: And until next time, good journey. You can find
2: the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us ToyPowerPodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows well they're not more awesome than us but What? Spank the bastard. We're Robin.
0: And then. In the shoes, I'm on the move. I got so much to prove.
3: It's suicide to go after the soups.
1: We can use health stuffing now. Excuse me. I'm sorry, are, are, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm just having a bad day. It's a work thing. I'm supposed to be this hero idol symbol, but. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. She could help us.
2: She's a soup just on the rest of them. You're wrong about her. Just remember who your friends are, who your enemies are.
1: They just declared war. You can't do this. You don't have the fight. You never have. This kid is full
2: of surprises.